It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to North Star Sports. I'm your host, Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star MIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarSports.media. And welcome to the show, everyone. We got a great one for you today here on this Monday, September 28th, as we look to recap UFC 253 Adesanya versus Costa, which took place on Saturday, September 26th at the uh, UFC Fight Island venue in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, UAE. And what a good card this was. I mean, it it really delivered. And, you know, we kind of had a little bit of a teaser um, last Saturday with almost like a, a pay-per-view light with uh, the Covington and Woodley main event, obviously uh, the main card for, for that fight night almost was like a, a, a mini pay-per-view. I mean, it was very solid. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, this one really, uh, really lived up to the hype. Uh, I wouldn't say it was the most hyped card ever, but really from top to bottom, there's, you know, good fights to, to look at. And, um, you know, it, it, it was a fun one. It was it was fun. And again, you know, much like uh, last Saturday's fight night uh, was an appetizer for 253, 253 is really an appetizer for 254, which really is, you know, the, the, the king of all pay-per-views. I cannot wait for that one uh, that's going to take place later on in um, uh, the month of October. Um, a little bit of housekeeping before... Uh, we get into this. Uh, the mailman has lost the uh, the North Star Sports money weight title. Um, it, you know, it was it was close. We kind of got screwed early on uh, because there was a 10-7. Uh, we picked uh, Takugov to beat uh, Dabudu. Uh, did not go our way, and we were kind of fucked from that point on. Uh, there were four available points. Um, after the after the first round, which should tell you how, and and a three point deficit, so kind of had to go perfect with the rest of my picks, and obviously we didn't. So, uh, you know, the the fireman uh, stops the mailman from setting the record for the longest uh, consecutive title defenses, which would have been three. Uh, but you know, it's fine. I'm gonna win it back. Um, I'm gonna win it back uh, next Saturday, and I, I might call somebody out, uh, you know, for a rematch. So, you know, that was my plan if I if I won at 253, but, you know, we lost. But, you know, hey, you know, this stuff happens. You know, I'm still 6-3-2, you know what I mean? So I still win most of the most of the, the bouts uh, that we're in. But, you know, it, it's whatever. And, you know, from a fight-picking standpoint, um, you know, it was it was all right as well. I think we went 6-5, and five, which, you know, it's not uh, not groundbreaking, but, you know, certainly certainly could do worse. Um, but that, that pretty much does it here for uh, housekeeping. So uh, we'll start here, obviously, with the main event. It was a second-round knockout uh, via uh, a left hook to ground and pound to uh, uh, <laughs> ass-humping. Uh, very sus, very sus stoppage uh, by Adesanya, and not because it wasn't uh, a, a good stoppage, uh, but, uh, yeah, that finishing... Quite, quite literally, the finishing sequence on that one was a little, little sus from uh, Adesanya. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a dominant performance. Uh, you know, the first round was interesting. Some, you know, a little bit of clowning from Costa. 
you know, I saw some people hating on, on Costa for, for clowning in the first round. Eh, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't care. It makes it more interesting, to be honest. Uh, but Costa could not stop those leg kicks. There was like 20 leg kicks in the first round. I mean, just it didn't even. I don't. I don't know if he checked a single leg kick. Uh, his legs were were looking like uh, his legs look like bratwurst when you when you you know reheat them in the microwave and and the uh, the casing splits. I mean, that's what his legs were starting to look like. So, uh, just a, a real bad performance from Costa. Uh, did not fight how he got to the dance. That's for sure. And I saw some people excuse me, criticizing him for that, and, you know, right, rightfully so. I mean, the, the Costa that walks people down, that, you know, hits them with, you know, cheeseburgers for hands, uh, he wasn't there. And, you know, obviously that plays into Adesanya's game. He's a counter-striker and, uh, you know, kind of finished him like he did with Robert Whitaker. You know, is he so tall and, and so long and got such a, a good reach? I mean, he, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have to step back. He can have his feet planted, lean his torso back, and still smack you. So... Um, did not live up to the hype uh, at all. Um, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it, it was still good. It still is uh, building the legend of uh, Israel Adesanya. Uh, definitely will make people forget about his last uh, stinker of a performance versus Romero, which was 50% his fault because he was 50% of the uh, uh, <laughs> the people in the octagon. Well, 33%, I guess, if you count the ref, but the ref ain't fighting. Um, but, yeah, Jesus. I mean, I don't know where Adesanya goes from here. Twenty and zero. Uh, this, I mean, it's only his second title defense, his fourth title fight. But I don't know where he goes from here. I mean, he called out um, Jared Cannonier. I like that a lot. Uh, that's a fucking tall task for Jared Cannonier to get past Robert Whitaker. I would not favor him in that. Obviously, that's the co-main event for two fifty-four. And yeah, I would not favor him in that one. So we could dream that it's going to be Adesanya versus uh, Cannoneer, but uh, I, I say the next fight for Adesanya is probably a rematch with, with Whitaker because Whitaker already beat Till, um, and, and Whitaker, in my mind, is going to beat Cannoneer. So it'd be pretty, you know, a, a former champ on a two-fight winning streak at that, at that high of a level considering the people who have gotten a title shot before. Uh, you know, I, I'd say his next match is going to be against, uh, well, Certainly the winner of that co-main event on 254, but for my money, it's going to be Whitaker. Although, you know, listen, it'd be nice to get a fresh uh, guy in there. And I think Cannoneer, uh, I mean, Jesus, the, he, he's he's on a late career resurgence a la Jan Blahovich, who we'll get to in a minute. So, I mean, I'd love to see it, but it's a, that's again, that's a tall task. Um, for Paulo Costa, shit, I don't know, man. I'm still high on him. You know, it's just one loss. It's one title loss. He's still young as hell. Uh, he'll be back there, but, you know, he's going to have to do what Whitaker did and, you know, just probably win two or three more fights if he wants to get back uh, to a title. You know what I mean? And uh, it's, it's going to be tough sledding, too, as we'll take a look at the um, North Star Sports middleweight rankings here. Uh, Paulo Costa falls from two to three, and Cannoneer moves from three to two. Excuse me. And, um, yeah, fuck, it's tough sledding. It's fucking tough sledding here in, in the upper echelons of the middleweight division. I mean, you look at, and again, this is spitballing because so many different things can happen here. And, you know, someone tears their, their ACL and, and stuff like this. But, like, ah, you're going to have to try to rebound against, like, a Hermanson or a Brunson, uh, you know what I mean, or a, or a Darren Till maybe. And, 
you know, these are all tough fights, winnable fights for Costa, but all very tough fights. Um, so I don't know. I mean, all, all I can say here is it just absolutely did not live up to any expectations that were set um, in advance of, of the fight. Uh, moving on here to the co-main event. It was a second-round TKO finish. Uh, Jan Blahovich is your new UFC light heavyweight champion. Uh, knocks out Dominic Reyes. And the mailman was right. The mailman fucking delivered on this one, guys. I was telling you guys, since this fight was made, that Jan Blahovich was going to win this one. So, I mean, a month and a half, two months. I was telling you guys, Jan Blahovich is going to win. And it is kind of crazy because like I've tweeted out before and like I've said on the show, it's crazy to think we live in a world, in a world, where John Jones is alive, he's not in jail, uh, I mean, he might be doing coke, but I guess as long as he doesn't test positive, it's irrelevant, um, and, and you know, still fighting, and Jan Blahovich is the light heavyweight champion, that's fucking crazy, but he absolutely deserved it, you know, won eight of his last nine you know, and, and such a good story on on perseverance, on never giving up, came into the UFC. Um, a fair amount of hype because he was champ over in KSW, um, which is a, a legitimate Polish feeder organization. Um, and, uh, you know, at, he, he lost four of his first six UFC appearances. And since 2017, he's, he's just been on a roll. And, um, you know, it's it's apples and oranges but they're both fruits with Jan Blahovic <laughs> not that type of fruit uh, but apple, apples to oranges uh, with like a, a career resurgence for Bisping and Blahovic you know the level of perseverance is the same obviously Bisping was a top contender a perennial contender for you know a fucking decade before he won the belt and Jan Blahovic was not a perennial contender but you know many 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 fights and a handful of losses before they got to, to the, the their title shot. And when they got the title shot, they made the most of it. I mean, Jan was winning pretty much every second of this fight. You look at the, the ribs of Dominic Reyes. I mean, Jesus Christ, it looks like a chicken scratched him. It looks like a chicken's foot had all of its claws out and just dug into the side of his fucking ribs and just, you know, ripped a good few inches. I mean, just so red Jan has crazy power and I don't know where the fuck this came from because up until July of 2019 Jan Blahovich only had one TKO finish on his record he had 30 fights to that point one TKO finish and now he, he's knocked out uh, his, his opponent in three of his last four fights two of those KOs two of those KOs so I don't know where the fuck Jan got this power. I mean, it's I'm a very big believer, like I told you guys, in the legendary Polish power, and he proved it. Um, obviously, comes from pork chops, potatoes, and beets. This much we know, and touching a dead man's noose. Um, so some new supernatural shit here. But I don't know, man. He didn't. He did not just develop this power. I don't know what he's doing. If he's just his accuracy and timing's just a little bit better to where he can put the kill shot in there, but fuck me like it's time he's the champ now so obviously people will but like holy shit it's time to start taking Jan Blahovich seriously you know and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek because obviously he is on top of the fucking world right now but like damn man I, I still feel like even right now people go oh I mean 
Jan Blahovich is champ? What the fuck? You know what I mean? It's one thing to say what the fuck is in like, wow, what a great career resurgence. But I think a lot of people are going like, wow, that's he's not a good champ. Like, y- you know what I mean? Wow, if, if he were to fight or, you know, X, Y, and Z, he'd lose. I don't fucking know, man. He's pretty damn good. He's pretty damn good. So uh, I am genuinely enthralled that that Jan Bohovich is the champ. I mean, I, I could not feel happier for this guy. Seems like a great guy, very humble guy. Um, so it, it's awesome to see a, a good thing happen to, to a guy like him and obviously, you know, put in the time in the, in the company. So, uh, you know, you, you got you to gotta feel great for a guy like Jan. And uh, for Reyes, I mean, listen, I, I, I warned you guys about, about this on the preview show. Um, his record's not that good. I know he had a very, he lost. He lost to John Jones, okay? Whether or not you would want to admit it or not, Jones won three rounds. Jan, or, uh, <laughs> Jan. Reyes won two rounds, okay? He lost. But it was a very good fight. He fought up to the level of a John Jones. But this is what I was trying to say beforehand. Okay, he beat a super, and I'm not trying to shit on Dom Reyes, you know, just because he lost. He'll be around for a long time. He's still young. He's, he's only going to get better. You know what I mean? All the cliches we say when people lose. I mean, they're true with, with Dom, but, you know, all the all the generic cliches. But he fought a very, very, very washed Chris Weidman. He lost to Volkan Uzdemir. He beat uh, Ovin St. Pru and before that, Jared Cannonier up a weight class. So the Cannonier win looks pretty good in retrospect, um, although it was fucking 20 pounds, you know, heavier than where he's, you know, successful. OSP, listen, that's a good win. That's a, that's a good win. OSP fought for a title. You know what I mean? He's a tough veteran. If you're not on the level of an OSP, he'll he'll finish you, whether it's submission or knockout. Look at what he did to Alonzo Menafield. But he, he fucking lost to Volkan and then, you know, beat a very washed Chris Weidman. So, his, his last 25 minutes heading into the fight were, were very impressive. He took it to the greatest of all time, but it was one fight. And I don't, you know, people saying, oh, I don't think Dominic Reyes took Jan seriously. I, I think he did, man. I don't, you know, I, I don't know what's truly in that man's heart, but, you know, from everything he said, you know, in, in the lead up and, and whatever, it seems like he was taking him seriously. I don't think I don't think he overestimated Jan Blahovich. I think Jan Blahovich is just really fucking good. And there's no shame for Dom Reyes for losing to someone who's really fucking good. You know what I mean? There only can be one champion. You know what I mean? And I don't say that in a condescending way towards Dom. I mean, you know what I mean? We could look at this from a 30,000-foot view here. I mean, like, <clears throat> what percentage of fighters actually make it to the UFC? What percentage get ranked? What percentage fight for a title? He's fought for a title twice, and I'm sure he'll fight for a title a third time, you know, maybe a couple of years down the road when he when he gets more wins. But he's absolutely not not finished, but there is obviously room for improvement uh, for, for, for Dom Reyes. Now... For Jan Blahovich, things get very interesting for him. Obviously, when you're the champ, things get very interesting because uh, I'm sure his paycheck is is going to go up greatly here. But um, there's no shortage of fucking amazing matchups for Jan Blahovich, and I really mean that. Like the return of John Jones, fuck, that'd be awesome. Like you know what I mean? I, I'd love to see him fight John Jones. Is he, he was asked about Israel Adesanya? I would like to see Adesanya and Blockowitz. You know what I mean? 
I, I clearly I would favor Israel Adesanya in that fight, but I wouldn't count Jan out. Jan's pretty fucking good, even though he's stiff as shit. You know what I mean? And he looks like a he looks like a Lego man. You know that Lego man's you know the, got legendary Polish power, and he's the fucking champ of the world. Um, but but I, I kind of like that. Now, if we're talking more realistic, the winner of Tiago Santos and Glover Teixeira makes the most amount of sense. I mean, Tiago Santos has the win over Blahovich. Um, he's already the number one contender, according to North Star Sports. And if he beats Teixeira, then yeah, obviously he should get it. Fuck, if Teixeira wins, he should get it as well. I, I think Glover's had a really nice career uh, resurgence. Obviously, you know... <laughs> A Jan Blahovich Glover to share a title fight's not going to break the pay-per-view record, but if you're talking about doing what's correct and what's truly right for the sport, you know, champion versus number one contender, that's what it would be. It would be Glover and it would be Jan Blahovich if he if he wins. Um, but you know, there, there's there's going to be great matchups. I if I'm trying to do the long haul here, <coughs> excuse me. If I'm trying to do the long haul here, I want. Blakowicz and Adesanya because that's a super fight and both case scenarios are amazing so there's one that's a little bit better I'll get to that one second but both of them are trying to goad John Jones back to the light heavyweight division if if Blakowicz beats Israel Adesanya then Blakowicz is a fucking superstar he just beat you know a pound for pound guy right now, you know, a pound for pound, the pound for pound, you know, media guy um, in, in Adesanya, a lot of hype around that guy. And obviously it's backed up, but you know, he, he does generate a lot of hype. Um, so then Blakowicz is a superstar. Then whatever fight, fuck, Blakowicz could fight Teixeira or he could fight Santos after Israel Adesanya. Obviously the timelines would match up. He could fight Santos or Teixeira or Arakic or, you know, whoever, or Prohaska. That'd be amazing for Eastern Europe. And he'd be a bigger superstar. if, Or if John Jones comes back, again, he, he, his star power's grown. Or Adesanya beats Blakowicz, becomes a double champ, and then Israel fucking Adesanya holds the belt that John Jones dominated over for a decade. You don't think, they, you don't think John Jones would come back to 205 if Israel Adesanya was a double champ? and a champ in a division he dominated for a decade so I mean you got to think about the long haul here a little bit no matter what there's, there's just amazing fights here for for Jan uh but we'll we'll move on here uh to the featured bout uh which was a uh, submission by guillotine choke for uh, Brandon the raw dog Royville over Kai Kara France um yeah, that was a good fight. I mean, the first round, you know, is a is a round of the year contender. I mean, this they really brought it. Um, I, I I don't want to say I didn't think Brandon Royville had it in him because I don't obviously I don't I didn't follow his entire fucking career, but just watching his his debut versus Tim Elliott, I mean, props to him. He pulled out the W, but he was you know kind of getting smoked before uh, Elliott gassed out. But uh, yeah, fuck, we don't do rankings here at North Star Sports, but he's probably going to be knocking on the doorstep of, of the top five, and you know that's an interesting name to, to watch for in the future. Uh, as for Kai Kara France, I never thought he was that good. Um, I just think he, uh, you know, goes to the right gym to to get some eyeballs on him. But 
Um, you know, that, that was a good fight. Honestly, I was, I was a little skeptical of it being the featured bout, but, um, you know, that one, that one did deliver. Obviously, uh, well over the expectations I had for it. Uh, moving on here on the main card, Ketlin Vieira defeats Sejara Eubanks by unanimous decision. Um, a lot of the question marks were answered for Catlin Vieira. Obviously, this was a fighter who uh, got knocked out by Irene Aldana, who's going to be uh, in the main event next Saturday with Holly Holm. Uh, she got knocked out back at UFC 245, so it had been almost 10 months, almost 10 months since she was in the octagon, and you know, this was someone who we thought maybe if she beat Irene Aldana, might have fought for the title. I mean, you know, 135 is super bare. Um, a lot of those fighters have already lost in a title fight, and you know, Vera's never never gotten it, and you know she had the, the couple of big wins over Sarah McMahon and Kat Zingano, and um, you know I think she also had some surgeries as well. So you know there was a lot of question marks here, but uh, she beats Sajara Eubanks, who I said was not very good before the fight. I still stand by that, but she is a ranked um, opponent. Uh, obviously, she was supposed to fight uh, Marion Renault, um, who's a little bit higher in the rankings, although I don't I don't think much higher though. Uh, we can look at the North Star Sports rankings here. Um, yeah, Renault was 12, Eubanks was 14. Um, we did not move Eubanks down from 14 in the rankings because below her is number 15, Julia Avila, who she has a very recent win over. Uh, we moved Vieira from 8 to 7 and Kunitskaya from 7 to 8. Um, so she does move up in the rankings, and, you know, it, it'll be kind of interesting to see who they match her up against next. I mean, you could look at a Raquel Pennington or maybe a Juliana Pena, maybe Aspen Ladd. I don't know how far she is on her recovery from that uh, ACL tear earlier this year. Um, or fucking I don't know, Holly Holm when she loses. I mean, Jesus. I am not excited for that main event <laughs> next Saturday. Uh, I'll save all my negativity for that one. I'll be as positive as I can um, on, on today's show, which I think I've been pretty positive. I, I don't want to be a negative dickhead um moving on here to the uh main card opener it was a split decision win for hakeem dawadu over zubara tukugov um that was, that was a good fight pretty pretty uh clear cut although a little boring but a, a clear cut win for dawadu i know it was a split decision i don't agree with that tukugov took off the third round uh, i think dawadu won the won the second as well um, so pretty clear cut to me. Obviously, Dabudu was chasing him around the cage, swearing at him. Um, I think that's good. I think that's going to, uh, you know, leave an impression on uh, fans. You know what I mean? I think that's going to trend well on, on the Internet. Um, and uh, we were we were so close, so close to ranking him at 145. But I just can't do it. I can't do it. He is 5-0 and in the UFC. He's, he's number 16. He's number 16 in the rankings if we did that. Uh, you know what I mean? If anything happens, he's going to be in the rankings. But I just, I look at it from 10 to 15. We have Dan Ige, Arnold Allen, Edson Barbosa, uh, Ryan Hall, Sadiq Youssef, and Bryce Mitchell. I just can't. I just can't put uh, Dawadu above a Mitchell or a Youssef. But he's he's right there. He's right there. He's on the doorstep of being ranked. I would like to see him fight a ranked opponent next. I don't exactly know who. Um... Maybe a Barbo, maybe a Barboza. I think he was out of his fight. I think he had a fight with somebody, and and he was out of it. Um, maybe maybe Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell has never faced a ranked opponent before, but I mean that's as close to getting in the rankings as possible. 
It's just really tough because a lot of those guys at featherweight are looking up in the rankings. They're young and looking up and uh, probably would not entertain a fight with Dawadu, um, who, who has, I think, three split decision wins in his last five. So that's a little concerning, um, but but nonetheless a good fighter. Maybe uh, this might be a little bit too much, but like a Shane Burgos or Dan Ige maybe. I know that's 9 and 10. You'd probably rather have like a Bryce Mitchell fight that one of those two guys or a Sadiq Youssef. Um but again, but again, featherweight is is deep and it's growing. Uh, it's really growing, uh, top heavy. And by top heavy, I mean like top fifteen. Uh, you know those those guys in the rankings. And um, I, I do believe Dawudu will be ranked um, at, at some point. At some point in the next year, barring injury, of course. Uh, moving on here to the uh, main event of the prelims, the featured bout. Uh, it was a unanimous decision victory for Brad Riddell over Alex De Silva. Um, a good win for for Brad Riddell. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say on this fight. It was it was a, it was a tough fight. Um, it, it was a good one. Um, a little closer than uh, Riddell would probably want. Um, you know what I mean. But he really turned it on in the second half of the fight and and uh, pulled out the the W. Um, that's another guy who we were, we were super close to putting in the rankings. But again, just just couldn't do it. He's probably sixteen or seventeen at, at uh, lightweight, but I just can't put him above a Drew Dober or a Islam Makachev or a Leonardo Santos. Just can't do it, but, you know, with one more win, yeah, he's probably ranked. He, he's in the exact same situation as Dawadu. Um, you know, two guys who uh, I, I would have a lot of interest in uh, for their next fight. Uh, moving on here, we had a unanimous decision victory for Jake Matthews over Diego Sanchez. Utter domination, I believe there was a couple of 25s for Diego Sanchez, a couple of, a couple of 30 25s. Uh, Sanchez should retire. I'm not telling him he has to because I'm not uh, a dictator. I don't control his life, but uh, it is my opinion he should retire. He is washed. He is he's not good, man. He's not good. And Jake Matthews was, was game. He's so much better at 170, so much more filled out. Uh, dominant victory, a good victory for him because it's over a big name. It's over a household name in the sport of MMA. Um, so, obviously, a very hype win for Jake Matthews. But you look at Diego Sanchez, got smoked by Matthews, got smoked and clowned by Pajeda, and took the easy way out on an illegal knee. Got smoked by Kiesa. Um, he beat Mickey Gall, who doesn't even belong in Bellator. He beat Craig White, who uh, doesn't belong in Bellator either. Two knockout losses to Matt Brown and Al Iaquinta. His last legitimate win was over Marcin Held um, in November of 2016. Uh, so, I mean, Jesus Christ, Diego Sanchez needs to hang it up. Uh, that man is a walking CTE case. Uh, it is going to be very, very scary uh, when he dies. To, to look inside that that noggin of his it's and I'm, I'm not saying he's gonna die you know young i'm just saying whenever he dies if he dies hopefully he dies at fucking 100 you know what i mean but whenever he dies it's gonna be fucking st- very startling to look at his brain uh and it, you know that's again like i said on the preview show i don't i don't say it to be some type of way or or say it to necessarily laugh you know what i mean it's actually quite um I wouldn't say depressing, but um, unsettling in my mind. It's it's legitimately unsettling. Uh, moving on here, let's see. Um, we had 
knockout of the night. Uh, Ludovic Klein knocks out Shane Young. Obviously, he missed weight, which uh, pissed off Israel Adesanya. Um, it is unfortunate. I thought it was a catch weight. It was not. Uh, he missed weight that badly uh, by four pounds. Uh, but very good boxing. Somebody to watch out for at 145, which, Jesus, like, man, 145, like I just said, is getting stacked. It is getting stacked. I mean, this guy, I forget what they said. He's, he's some sort of boxing gold glove or something or whatever whatever the equivalent of that is over in uh, Czechoslovakia. Um or uh, Slovakia, I guess. Czechoslovakia hasn't been a country since before I was fucking born. Um, but yeah, that was a fucking crazy knockout. Crazy knockout. So, uh, a, a very good way. Listen, it was a very good debut for the fans. It was a very bad debut for the UFC, for Klein. It was a, in the sense that it was great that you knocked out Young. That's going to get you a lot of fans. Uh, missing weight in your UFC debut, really, really missing weight ever, but certainly in your UFC debut, uh, that's how you get on uh, the UFC's shit list. So, I mean, it was it was a tale of of uh, of two factors uh, for Klein, but I mean, ultimately good. The dub is the only thing that matters. But cannot miss weight, cannot miss weight. If he would have lost, he probably would have been cut. I mean, you, you just cannot miss weight in your UFC debut. I mean, again, really ever, but whatever. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It was one time, uh, but obviously, uh, you know, people take that stuff uh, quite seriously, <laughs> making weight. Uh, moving on here, still on the prelims, we had a unanimous decision victory for William Knight over Alexa Kamer. Uh, first uh, decision victory for Knight in his career. Um he just pulled it together. I mean, Kamer was probably winning the early exchanges, but I mean, William Knight just turned it on anytime the fight went to the ground. You know, just domination from William Knight, just ground and pound. Very nearly finished Kamer. Uh, like I said, they're both at, at at quite similar points in their careers when you look at their records. But I mean, it kind of became apparent that uh, not that Alexa Kamer is not a man, but he's you know, he's 24, 25, still very young. Uh, William Knight's 32. He's a man. Okay. He's a man. Ask Mike Gundy. He's a man. And he just put a fucking beating on him. Um, I, I, you know, it was one of those performances where I don't exactly know what's next for William Knight. He's still, you know, a few fights away from, you know, potentially even being ranked. But you just go, that was a good debut. I, I, uh, I'm going to remember, I'm going to remember you the next time you fight. And again, that's all, that's all you can ask for in your UFC debut, really in any fight ever. You, you just ask that people know who you are. And I know that sounds silly or, like, trivial, but, like, honestly, there's a lot of high-level fighters that UFC fans have probably heard of or maybe even know, but, like, they don't commit to memory. You want to be the person that people remember. People are not going to buy your merchandise if they don't know who you are. They're not going to buy a pay-per-view that you're on if they don't know who you are. They're not going to give a shit if you get a co-main event or a main event slot if they don't know who you are. If they don't know, they don't care. And if they don't care, your career doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's an uphill battle. You know what I mean? Like the UFC, you're, you're not going to get the, the, the promotion push if nobody gives a fuck about you. And that's a performance put on from, from William Knight that people will give a fuck about. People will know who he is. Um, so props to him. And then Kamer. Kamer's super young. I mean, you know, he's got a great camp over there in Ohio, so he'll get back on the horse. 
Um, and, and I'm still high on him uh, and his future, but he just, you know, absolutely got beat on the night. Moving on here, uh, second fight here on the prelims, a submission via a scarf hold choke from Juan Espino over Jeff Hughes. Um, a, a good win for Juan Espino. Um, I, I like his response. I like saying, uh, who do you got next, as in he wants to fight that night. I say he should do a super quick turnaround. I say Juan Espino should not leave Fight Island. He should take another fight on Fight Island. He's healthy. That's been an issue for him. That's why he has not fought in two years since he won the Ultimate Fighter. Um, you know, he's 39, so he's not getting any younger. So if he wants to do anything in the UFC, time's running out. I mean, 39 is pretty darn old for a heavyweight. You know what I mean? I know we see a lot of guys fight, you know, in, into their, into their you know, young, lower... Th- 40s but like when when you're just starting out your UFC career like Juan Espino is I mean seriously man if you don't suffer a severe injury make a very quick turnaround make a very quick turnaround and that's what he should do Um, just a great win obviously a very talented guy won the ultimate fighter Jeff Hughes uh, did not have a win in the UFC but uh, you know good to see Espino get the dub and then uh, we had the uh, prelim opener. It was a unanimous decision victory for Danilo Marquez over Kadis Ibrahimov. Fucking Ibrahimov gets me again. Gets me again. I thought I was going to be smart and pick Ibrahimov. I know he was 0-3 in the UFC. Uh, but, he, but he came into the company with an 8-0 record. He, had, uh, you know, he was a legitimate prospect. I looked at Marquez. This guy hadn't fought in like three years. He fought a bunch of nobodies. He fought like a guy, two fights before this fight, he fought a guy who was like 0-16. I was like, oh, Danilo Marquez, probably just a guy they found on the streets. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with Ibrahimov, even though he's lost three fights in the UFC. Surely uh, he's a high-level fighter. This guy is just a street bum. He's just a can. Nope. Uh, fucking Kadis Ibrahimov screwed me over. So uh, thanks a lot, buddy. Um, yeah, Marquez. He got the dub. Got to be honest, did not watch this fight super closely because I, I did not care about it. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he got the dub. He, he really won, um, you know, the, the better parts of the exchanges that I saw. Uh, very weird body, six foot six at, at light heavyweight. That's uh, that's very tall. So, I mean, good for him. He, he proved me wrong. That's that's for certain. All right. Well, with that, we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, I don't know if there will be a show tomorrow because I got a doubleheader for work. Um, but there will be a show on Wednesday, probably the preview show for Holm and Aldana, which, fuck, that main event is going to be painful to watch. Um, but that's probably the next thing. Actually, Wednesday might be a playoff preview. Or, well, at that point, the playoffs will have already begun for the Twins, but maybe a season uh, in review uh, slash playoff preview slash playoffs are going on with Reagan the Hound Dog Hooverman, but, you know, we'll, we'll have a couple of more shows this week, um, you know, some fun stuff, but again, you can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN, you can follow The Mailman on Twitter at Owen The Mailman, Northstar Sports at Northstar M-I-N, be sure to check out our website at northstarsports.media, updated rankings the night of uh, each UFC event, we have our picks, we have the main card showdown, uh, we have the blog on there, you know what I mean, so just everything's available at our website um 
not really though, not everything, but everything you need, which is UFC rankings and you know just killer podcasts, uh, you know with with dashingly good looking hosts, uh, you know then then if that's all you need, that's all we got. So once again, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Peace.